week's edition of Everything's Awesome. I'm your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. We're here at big episode 22, uh, when I turn 32. That's right, uh, it's my birthday, July 13th, 2016. I've turned 32 right here on episode 22 of this podcast, uh, and we're here to talk with an amazing storyteller. Uh, if you follow along week in and week out, you know that this is part two of my conversation with Jason Ashley. Last week we chatted about Tabletop. We talked about Too Cool for Tabletop, his podcast, and we talked. We just talked, had a great conversation um, that you don't necessarily need to listen to to listen to this episode, but I recommend going back to episode 21 and taking a little listen uh, and uh, get to know the man behind the show. We're going to finish our conversation this this week uh, and finish talking about podcasting and some technical details about podcasting. We're going to talk some Marvel. We're going to talk some DC. We're going to talk some movies and just all around pop culture goodness. You know I love myself a good pop culture conversation. Um, and of course, before I let you get to that, um, well, you know what? You stay tuned to the break. Hopefully, uh, by the time you hit the 30-minute mark or whatever, when we go to a commercial break, I'll have more information about the Philadelphia Podcast Fest for you. That's right. Uh, we'll have more information during the break for that. Uh, see a little tease for you. Uh, and without further ado, please welcome back to the show, the one, the only, the creator of worlds, Jason Ashley from Too Cool for Tabletop. Yeah, and, and I think you can, you definitely can tell that as the as the show progresses, and uh, I just I I do I love it. It's it's one of my there are I I as going back to the beginning of the show, many podcasts I'm behind on, uh, but yours is one of maybe uh, we'll say four to five um, podcasts that I make sure I listen to within 24 hours of its release. Oh well, thanks, man. That's a uh... yeah. That's nice to hear. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's you do a really good job with it. Um, I really like, uh, so so with me and 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 podcasting, like I've always I started off as like a well just the host, and someone else produced and edited the podcast. So when I started, when I left that show and started doing my own, like I kind of re- thought that like my purpose was to talk, record it, edit it, and and whatnot. And I eventually got to a point where. Um, and it was when I was doing live shows through stickcam.com that like, well, there's no point in me editing this podcast now because it's already seen uh, hundreds, if not thousands or, or, or more eyes, eyes have seen it like in its purest form. So what's a couple more going to hear it in its all natural form? Who yeah. cares if there's some blunders here and there? So like to this day, I've kind of adopted that motto of like, kind of just whatever happens happens I, i'll only edit at the request of uh, my guest or if i said something really fucked up uh, <laughs> and uh or or like i think that, i think with uh i forget who it was with but like with somebody i dropped the name of my job i was like you know i probably shouldn't name drop my job quite yet i don't i, I hasn't i haven't hit probation yet that actually happened uh, with um i that same night we did um chris and james's bonus episodes 
we played a little one shot of a game with uh, Chris with Chris James and Chris's wife. And right in the middle of it, Chris name drops the place I work, and I was just like, uh, uh-uh, bleeping that out. I do not want that shared around. So I, I totally understand that. Um, but yeah, like I so, so I've picked up on like now as you guys have gotten about you know late twenties, early thirties into your episodes, like letting the 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 fact that like i picked up with the first time you guys talked over your intro and i i kind of always assumed well, they're doing a tabletop they're doing what i do they cut the intro in later like there's no need to play the intro when they're there but like <laughs> that like that little like now that i know that it makes your show even better oh no and, dude like, that's that's our hyping up man like right before the show like you know, everyone's sitting at the table right before each episode. Everyone's like getting their paperwork ready. We're someone's on their phone. We're dicking around, showing someone a video or whatever. Like people are do people do. And then I'm like, are you guys ready? And everyone like, it's like, yep, we're ready. And then I hit record and then it plays our theme song. And like, we all like sit and just like, like Madeline, like headbangs to it. And like I air drum to it and everyone just gets into it. That's like our hype. That's just, that's what gets us going. And then as soon as it's over, we're live and we're going. And that's why I feel like when the episode starts, it's usually pretty high energy because we just amped ourselves up to do it. Yeah. And I'll say, um, that, that is, uh, a reason, like I, I recently upgraded some things in my studio by simply buying cables because with, with, my interview with uh, Aaron, uh, I, yeah, I was talking to the guy. Like, she responded, and said yes, absolutely, I'll do it. And then I had to go through uh, the guy that's doing her booking to to actually schedule the show. And when, like, literally, like it was a couple weeks to get it scheduled. And the night before I recorded, he sends me an email that says, "Can you go tomorrow night?" And I, I'm not going to say no. Sure, yeah. But I wasn't prepared at all, and. Like we didn't use Zencaster like right away. I, I, like I said, I, yeah, I'll send the link for this. And, and he said, uh, we prefer just to use Skype if that's okay. And I said, all right, now yeah, I'll make that work. So I knew that I needed, there was always a little buzz in my, in my, my, uh, recordings when I used mm-hmm. my, my traditional mixer studio setup. And I, I went out and bought a new mic cable and a new cable that goes from my laptop to the mixer. And and I think this is the difference is I've always used a 3.5 standard headphone jack cable to a, to a um, quarter inch adapter yeah. to, to plug in my, like my computer that was running sound. Uh, and uh, th- I think that's always created a little bit of a buzz. So I got a 3.5 to an XLR and instantly cured everything that i all these issues i've ever had all this time and it was like a five dollar adapter it was literally an eight it wasn't it's an eight dollar cable like, <laughs> no no adapters involved i was like all right well well now i got my skype machine working 100 percent. now i can like i i posted on um i think my personal instagram hhwst like a shot of my I, my new not my new, but like I'm resetting up the studio. So I got two monitors to, to my side here. I got another monitor for my audio recording going over there. And I'm eventually going to move my mixer back over next to me so that I can like adjust volumes on the fly. And I want to get, I've always had the dream of like incorporating iOS devices um, into like, I feel like I could run an entire podcast off nothing but iOS and a mixer. Probably. Um, uh, I, I like just, a lot I, of people do. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and, and but I like I like I use I right now I'm using well right now I'm only using one computer but like if I were to be recording you over Skype I'd be using two computers I want to add the intro that's three computers I've always just used computers 
there's definitely a way to simplify that if I wanted to. So I'm going to, I'm going to incorporate a soundboard probably with my iPad. Um, and I, so it's because of your show. And now that I know I have a cable to use that will work, like I'm going to go back to when we do interviews, uh, like, all right, we're going to go and then hit the music and we go live. Like, it makes and a that excites me. for us, man. It really does. Like we didn't used to do that. Normally I just start, but, um, I don't know as soon as I had the idea to do it, like everybody loved it and it's just something we keep doing now. And it's also fun for new people because, um, I've started to incorporate one shots back into it. Like every like few campaign episodes, I'm going to have a one shot probably starting in the next couple of months. Um, just because people seem to really like the one shots a lot. Um, but I've found when you're recording with new people, when you look around and they're sitting at the table and they have no idea what to expect. And you're like, are you ready? And everyone's like, yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden they're hearing a theme song like that really elevates it for them. It's not just like I'm in Jason's spare bedroom and he's making me play Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) It's like, oh shit, this is like going like there's a theme song. There's, there's narration. Like what's happening? You know, it's a, it's fun, man. And I'm all about um, not showing off, but I'm all about presenting this thing as like the real deal. Um, yeah. Being that my professional job is marketing, I learned really fast that if you tell everyone you're the real deal, then everyone just says, oh, that guy's the real deal. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's pretty much how it works. The power of persuasion is pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, that's like, now that I, like, I, I know I screwed up the email I sent to Erin to book to get her booked. Like I like I I I knew I thought it was gonna be like I was gonna be devastated. And I thought I was gonna get either no answer or, or, or no. So now that I I got to yes, I'm like all right. Well, clearly I'm gonna get everyone I ask now, <laughs> and, and and like and now I know how to word it even better so that they can't say no. And like it's I I was just saying today uh, that you know I, Kevin Smith is coming to Philly real soon, like in a couple months to do a, a Hollywood Babylon uh, in Philly. And I was like, I'm going to try, I want to find some way to contact him and like, see if like he'll be on the show. Cause like that is another huge get <laughs> for me. Like I, I would shit myself if, if I could get him on the show. And uh, then I, I was just like, oh, let me flip through his tweets. And he mentioned Philly recently. So let me see when, it, when Philly is. And it's literally like it, uh, on the day that we're recording, uh, in like about 48 hours, it's on Saturday, the 11th or whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, I can't, that's not going to, this isn't going to happen at all. And I, I, like, I still am tempted to ask him, but like, I also want to, I don't want to waste it. Like, I think I should wait, just wait till next time so that like, I don't waste this opportunity. And I say, don't know, man. Hey. I feel like the worst thing you can do is say no. And I, I, I would imagine he probably gets lots of invites. So if you ask yeah. now and he says no, and he asks again later, the chances of him being like, hey, it's Kevin. I remember that guy. I don't think <laughs> well, he'll do it. It's funny. In my email, I have uh, three email, And there's I would have had more if I just remembered, like if I thought at the time, like I'm going to keep these as marked unread. Uh, but I have uh, two, two tweets that he either liked or retweeted uh, marked unread. Uh, and then Aaron McGathy uh, also after our interview uh, sent a tweet out. Uh, and I look up that unread just, just so that I always have, uh, that in my email. So I can always look and say, you know what? These famous people kind of like me. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when is... I first started the podcast, man, uh, I first started too cool for tabletop. Um, I had tweeted at dungeon world quite a bit on Twitter. 
um, and then um, Adam Coble, who is the uh, guy who one of the creators of it, and got retweets from them. And I was like, "Oh shit, I'm fucking famous!" And then like <laughs> uh, I tweeted it. Um, I think it was like National Podcast Day or something, and I tweeted at. Um, comedy bang bang and nerd poker just like thanks for the motivation to do this otherwise i never would have and they both liked my tweet and i remember like i texted my wife like nerd poker and comedy bang bang you know they liked my tweets and she's just like good job honey great <laughs> but i don't know yeah, it's, it's exciting to me i think it's cool as yeah. shit it's funny the things that like i find super exciting my fiance is like i don't i don't care <laughs> don't get it, man that's how my <laughs> wife is like she is 100 percent supportive when i'm excited she's excited for me but i would say most of the time she has no idea why yeah. i'm excited or what yeah. i'm telling her she's just like if you're happy i'm happy so you know i can't complain yeah. about that yeah, I, it's basically the same boat because like it's it's weird. Uh, it's I always I thought it'd be weird being with someone that's like like the complete opposite of me that like doesn't like the things I like. But literally, like I I have to convince her to go see Marvel movies. And oh, I got and my like, wife to go see Godzilla with me, and then <laughs> Star Wars, and she was like. I don't have to see any more movies with you ever again. Except she did enjoy Star Wars, but when Godzilla was over, holy shit, man, the questions she asked me, oh, God, it was like the best drive home ever. She was like, so those two things weren't his babies? And I'm like, no. She's like, I thought Godzilla was a bad guy. Why did he save everybody? It was just like, it was hilarious, man. It's great, but yeah. I, uh, uh, I always, whenever I see a movie, I, I try not to talk during a movie because like it's... I don't, I, I'm there to watch a, the movie. Like sure. I don't want to. I don't. I'll make a comment here and there, but that's about it. I really should just start like turning my phone on and hitting record after a movie because like I always love talking about it. Like for the longest time, one of the podcasts I used to host was like, let's just talk about TV and movies, and like that's. Like my favorite part of a movie is the the twenty minute car ride home <clears throat> to talk about that movie, whether it's good or shitty or whatever it is. See, I, I used to be a very regular thing for me when I was in like my late teens, very early twenties. Um, my first apartment um, with my best friend Chris, um, not the same Chris in the podcast, different different Chris, but uh, you know, every Friday we would go to the movies and. All summer long, if there was any midnight showings, we would go. I mean, we went to like midnight showings for like fucking Terminator 3. I mean, any midnight show, we'd go to it. And I remember we'd come out of it and it was just all this excitement and talking about, oh, and this and this and this. And like one of the biggest ones was coming out of Matrix Reloaded. Um, coming out of that and just being like, holy shit, like mind blown. All these theories about what that meant and what that meant and what that meant. And then we walked out of Matrix Revolutions and it was just silence. <laughs> we walked out of it and everyone kind of stood around and I think someone was like, well, I'm going to go home. I was like, okay, bye. Like, it was just so disappointing. I know everyone shits on the second Matrix, but to me, it had all these unique ideas and it asked all these interesting questions. And then the third one was like, fucking robots. And that's all it was about. And it was so disappointing. But yeah, I just remember that that's the one time that I remember coming out of the theater where normally we'd be like, you know, giggling and excited and talking over one another and yelling at how much we loved it. And we just all stood there with this like stunted silence. Like, I don't know how to process my disappointment. So I'm just going to go home and go to bed. I can't, I, I can't think of a movie I've seen. Like, and I walked out disappointed because I, I tend to like, 
I'll know ahead of time if I'm going to enjoy the movie. Like for like, and I I think this is part of our tangent that will air as a bonus episode. But like Batman versus Superman, like I I kind of know from the trailer that I'm not going to like that movie. So I'm not going to go see it. But like, see, the part that, that gave it away for me was the directed by Zack Snyder part. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I think I like Watchmen, but maybe I have to go back no, and watch it. I will say, and I feel like I get shit on a lot for this. I thought Watchmen was awesome. And I read the book prior to seeing it. I had never read it. So I read the book maybe like a year before the, I saw the movie. Um, the director's cut of the movie is fucking awesome. Um, especially the one scene. And I don't, I, every time I bring this up, everyone remembers it. It's so awesome in the, the director's cut. Um, when the, the thugs go to the original Night Owl's house, the old man, and they're going to beat him up. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, he yeah, starts yeah. having the flashbacks to when he fought all these villains when he was a superhero. That scene is like, straight panels lifted from the books onto the screen and it is masterful storytelling it is amazing cinematography the whole the whole thing is put together super well i don't know how much of those individual pieces Zack snyder was responsible for but he did his job well i think the dawn of the dead remake like that he did was fantastic um it was also lacking a lot of his over stylized stuff but Zack snyder can make stuff look cool but he can't tell a story or write a character to save his fucking life mm-hmm. and i don't know man like man of steel when that came out it got a lot of bad reviews and i remember i went and saw it like by myself i just was like i'm going to go see this movie i left and was like that was all right superman movie i thought the intro stuff when they were on krypton was amazing it was like way more sci-fi than i was expecting and that was really cool but then it just kind of petered out and at the end i'm like i don't care about superman like i wanted this movie to make me care about superman yeah i don't know batman versus superman i still have not seen it i saw that there's a director's cut coming out Fingers yeah. crossed he they pull a watchman and it's like, oh, the director's cut makes it you know, maybe not good, but it makes it better. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I just I just don't I, know. I'll watch it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Like I, I, I knew I, typically every superhero movie I'll end up seeing at some point. Yeah. I like to try to see them in the theater, but and, and I mean I, I've been saying this. I've been beating a dead horse horse with this phrase, but like they had to do something wrong in that marketing for me to not go see <laughs> Ben motherfucking Affleck as Batman. Yeah, like uh, one of my favorite, like easily a top five uh, favorite actor of mine is Ben Affleck. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, and, and Batman is arguably, but maybe maybe. Captain America is is I like slightly more, but like him and like Batman is high on like I number one number two easy superhero that I love, and for you to to market a movie where I'm gonna say eh I'll wait for that on Blu-ray <laughs> like I it's it's it blows my mind that that's a thing that happened. Um, I am excited that that there are gonna be solo Ben Ben Affleck Batman movies like that to yes. me is great. Um, I, and honestly, like the rest of the DCU, uh, it looks great. Like Suicide Squad looks fantastic. I agree. My big concern for the DCU, and it seems like they're kind of fixing that is, and, and I'm not, I'm not one of those people that shits all over a movie because it tries to make it gritty. Um, I feel like that fits certain movies. Certainly a gritty Batman movie makes sense because Absolutely. ever since, um, um, what's his name? Frank Miller you know, Dark Knight Returns, ever since that happened, it kind of changed 
people's perception of Batman and how he was treated as a character, and I think it made him more interesting, um, far more compelling. So a gritty Batman movie, sure. Um, but I, I never grew up... I didn't grow up with DC Comics. I grew up with Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Namely, I grew up with the X-Men, which... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm with you on this Batman Superman thing, but when I saw the trailers, I thought this looks awesome. Like the trailers, I thought they looked badass. Every time I saw a trailer, a new one, I was like, "This looks cool. This looks cool." I will say the Doomsday reveal trailer. I was kind of like, "Eh, it looks like a cave troll from Lord of the Rings." It, and it was also a weird reveal to make. Like that, I feel like it's something that yeah, even as bad as the as at least it looked in the in the preview. Like I feel like you could have saved that. Yeah. And and for the movie and like I'd be like holy shit it's doomsday <laughs> are they gonna do the death of super holy shit yeah see I don't know man like I saw those trailers um the trailer that I saw it was an extended trailer where it shows Batman going into the warehouse and just laying waste to everybody yeah I was like holy fuck I'm gonna go see this movie and then I saw the reviews and how bad it was and I'm like I'll save my fifteen dollars and just watch <laughs> it later but. The X-Men movies, because the X-Men were like that comic book, the cartoon when I was a kid, that was such an important part of like the found my foundation for liking, quote unquote, nerdy stuff um, like superheroes and the like. Um, I agree. I I, venture to say I'm in the same boat. I don't know if I I never really read the X-Men comics until I got older and I got back into comics. Like when I was a kid and I read comics, I read shit. mm. Like I I think I literally like picked up a bar. Like people got me random comics never really marvel never really dc just random comics i uh, but, to this day i still own ren and stimpy number 12 I, yeah, yeah. i don't know it. what number i had but yeah <laughs> i had ren and stimpy comics um but yeah the x-men cartoon 100 percent is that and the spider-man cartoon of the same era see spider-man cartoon i never watched I, I i don't know how i missed that one but with the x-men it was a big deal and i remember when the yeah. first movie came out i was at the movie theater yes. Um, and there was just a poster for the X-Men, and it was just that big metal X on the yep. door to Cerebro. And I remember thinking, holy shit, someone's making an X-Men movie, and it blew my yep. mind. Yep. Um, X-Men 1, I saw it, and I was like, nah, okay, I liked it. It wasn't the you know my favorite adaptation ever, but oh, it was okay. Wow. Um, X2, awesome. X2 was fantastic. X-Men 3, pfft, garbage. Um, and then X-Men Origins Wolverine, I will admit that I was one of those people that downloaded it because it leaked like months early and I watched it and was like, what is this? Why did anyone think this is a good idea? So anyway, more or less the quality started to decline. Um, the Wolverine, the second one that they did of Wolverine was pretty good. Um, I thought first class the stuff with Magneto and Professor X was super interesting. All the obnoxious teenagers showing off their powers was not interesting, and the movie was a very 50-50 for me. Mm-hmm. But I thought Days of Future Past was the shit. I thought it was awesome. I thought yes. they, they fixed a problem the X-Men movies had, and they didn't make Wolverine the main character. Um, yes. He was important to the story, but he kind of was on to the side. And it was just an interesting movie. Visually, it was cool. The soundtrack was great. It was awesome. Whenever I first saw previews for Apocalypse, I thought, this looks like fucking X3. Like, this <laughs> looks silly as shit. And I, I hear people talk now about it's their favorite X-Men movie, but then I read the reviews that are pretty much like, this is X3. This is a low point. <laughs> and a lot of the reviews, you know, and I'm, I'm talking out of my ass. I've never seen it, so I'm giving an opinion on something I've never seen. But it's it's 2016. That's what people do. That's what the internet's for. Yep, exactly. um, I keep seeing these reviews 
that don't like it, and their reasons make sense to me, that essentially Brian Singer and Fox decided they have to make an X-Men movie where the whole world's at stake and Apocalypse is going to destroy everything, when I feel like X-Men movies work better when the focus is on, you know, it's it's more tight-knit. Um, it's on them being ostracized or shunned by society, that sort of thing. Um, and you know, and sure, you know, X Men One was about Magneto turning every you know, important people into mutants. It's always been like the world's at stake. But for whatever reason, with Apocalypse, it just seems like they turned it up to eleven for no goddamn reason. Uh, well, I say that the reason is that's what Marvel movies do. I mean, yeah. you have Ultron, you have aliens coming out of the sky. I mean, so I thought, I guess they thought, you know, we have to do that too. And all the reviews are like, it makes it forgettable. Like Apocalypse, who is a super interesting character in the comics and even on the cartoon, apparently he's turned to kind of a one note, I'm going to destroy the world kind of guy. And then they made poor Oscar Isaac, who is a fantastic actor. They put him under all that makeup and that stupid costume and they're like, sorry, (laughs) sorry, we made you do this. Here's your paycheck. Yeah, you know what, X-Men, uh, that is that stands as still the only movie that I've seen. Like I had to have seen that movie in the theater a minimum of five to six times. <laughs> um, that was because I, I think that predates Spider-Man, right? Like that, yeah, it does. So th- that, that was, for, outside of like Blade, the yeah. first X-Men movie was mm-hmm. like, I think it was like the first in as far as the era of movies that are still being made. Yeah, it's it's um, it, for me, and, and for, for at least the first two of each of those franchises, X Men and Spider Man, like it was always like, oh, the X Men was great. Oh, Spider Man's better. Oh, X Two is better than Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man Two is better than yeah, X Two. Spider Man Two is still a fantastic one too. That's one of the best comic book movies, I think. But I, I was so excited for Avengers when that came out. Like, oh man, I, yeah. But and I'm saying that to 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 make a point of like. I, I couldn't have been so more excited for a movie until they announced Days of Future Past. Mm. Because for me, that is kind of like my Avengers, my Avengers. Because Avengers, I, I, I was an adult, and everyone that's into Avengers is, is... Like, we all were around the same time. Like, we all kind of witnessed it in a short period of time. I've been waiting for X-Men... Uh, Days of Future Past since the first X Men movie, like <laughs> the fact that you're taking the cla- like the the Patrick Stewart and all these classic X One characters uh, and actors, and putting them in the same movie as the first class characters, which was like the first X Men movie that I had seen. That I was like, oh, X X Men's still good. Like I I there there's a <laughs> reason I like this franchise. Suck. Yeah. So when they when they put that together, I was like, this is totally the movie i've been waiting for like i i would venture to say i until civil war civil war came out like yeah. that was literally the for me my avengers seeing the past and the present and everything put together it was such a i don't know i mean i enjoyed it a lot like yeah. i just enjoyed seeing those characters uh i love the fact that um, that we're going to see Patrick Stewart again in X three or not X three the third Wolverine uh, the third Wolverine like I, which apparently I love... they just said is going to be titled Weapon X which I think is a baller name for uh, the third yeah. one I wonder if it, like I know that they're they're pulling s- story from Old Man Logan or yeah. at least that's what they're saying but there is um and I and I can't remember much of it but there is like that Weapon X comic mm-hmm. that 
that was around for for I guess years that was really good. I really enjoyed it when I was a kid. Um, not like I, I think I read a lot of Ren and Stimpy, Simpsons, and Weapon X. Like <laughs> that was like when I was a kid, what I read. And then when I got older, I went back and read like Cap and Iron Man and, and Spider Man and Batman and stuff. All right, guys, time for the news that I promised early in the show. As we mentioned last week, uh, we are going to be performing live at this year's Philadelphia Podcast Festival, and now we have a date and time, August 21st at 2 p.m. at Tattooed Moms on South Street in Philadelphia. Again, mark your calendars, August 21st, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Tattooed Moms on South Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's going to be a good time. I can't wait to share all the details that we have planned for you uh, as they come available. Uh, here's one little incy bincy I'm going to have a comptroller that's kind of like a co-host. And that man is Mike D'Angelo from TELUS.com and former co-host of That's Entertainment, uh, Oh, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast. He's been part of this network for a long time. So make sure you check it out. August 21st, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Tattooed Moms on South Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And make sure you check out awesomepodcast.com slash podcastfest for more information. Well, see, the, uh, for me, the Marvel movies, the MCU Marvel movies from Marvel Studios, they succeeded in my book because they made me care about and become interested in characters I wasn't interested in when I read comics. Yeah. Like, I didn't care about Cap or Thor or Hulk. Yeah. Like, I was into X-Men and everything that spun off of X-Men. And then those movies really made them interesting. And, you know, it's it's crazy to think, and I've heard it talked about online, but it's crazy to think out of all the properties that the Captain America trilogy is hands down, without a without question, their best series of films. Yeah. Which, yeah. on paper, he seems like he would be the most boring character to translate to a movie. Um, well, but, yeah, man, they totally. just did it so well. I, I will say, I, I love Civil War. I will say, I think Winter Soldier is still totally. my preference, but yep. just by a, a margin, not by much, man. Well, so, so Captain America, like, I never cared about this character. It wasn't until Ed Brubaker, Brubaker? Yeah. Until, until he took over the character and killed the motherfucker. <laughs> like, he killed him, and I instantly said, I love Captain America. <laughs> like with within a month of me reading issue twenty five, I went and got the shield tattooed on my arm. <laughs> like I like I loved the character all of a sudden. And and Civil War I mentioned a couple moments ago was like that's the movie I've been waiting for my my practically my whole life. Like when when they first announced Civil War, I felt like probably how every kid from the seventies and eighties felt about Force Awakens. Like it, Every I as much as I loved Force Awakens and I and I have, um, you know, love for Star Wars and I was so excited to see Force Awakens because of of seeing Luke and Han and everyone uh, back. Uh, Civil War was the comic book that brought me back into um, reading comics. It was I started reading The Walking Dead and I said, all right, I'm gonna read some Marvel stuff and it was right around the first Civil War storyline. I think back in. 06 and that i didn't read every single tie-in yeah but i read almost all every single one like there i i if there's a hundred issues that that are comprised of the entire uh civil war storyline i read 90 to 95 of them gotcha like i i loved that storyline um and 
again, enough to get Captain America's shield tattooed on my arm. So, like, when they first announced it and when I first started seeing trailers for it, I'm like, I can't believe they're doing it. Like, as I read that comic book 10 years ago, I said, I want to see this as a movie. Like, how great would Civil War be as a movie? So, so that was, like, the only thing I can equate it to is, like I said, is, like, the, the, the kids from the 70s that grew up with Star Wars seeing Force Awakens. And, and it was... Uh, I would say, like I said, it's not the best Cap movie. Um, I think Winter Soldier is, like you said, but it's it's I think the best Avengers movies, hands down. Yeah. Like it's just so so good. See, for me, I still haven't had that moment like where that's like this is the thing I've been waiting for. Because for me, it is just a character and its gambit. Um, uh, from the okay. cartoons to the comics to this day, I still own the first like. Gambit miniseries that was four issues long. I have the like gold foil cover still in like acid proof, like, you know, you know, just essentially I have all my original Gambit stuff. And, you know, he was in X-Men Origins, um, even though he really was not, because I don't remember him having, um, you know, Spider-Man like powers able to jump from building to building. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for that to happen. I'm waiting to see an actual awesome Gambit show up on screen that translates from the comic, and then I will I will have that moment. Uh, yeah. No, you know what? I I'm a really I'm. Are they doing like I know? Um, Channing Tatum was going to be Gambit. Well, I don't know, man. They they had a director, then they lost the director, and then there was rumors that Channing Tatum was going to quit, and then they got him back, then they had a new director, and then that guy quit. Now the movie's on hiatus. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I like Channing Tatum. I don't think he would be a bad Gambit, but wow. um, I yeah. just, I don't know, man. Uh, my favorite Gambit story was the stuff with his wife and Bishop, um, which was all X-Men, and I don't see them doing that, but... Um, uh, I I just don't know, man. I, I don't know how they can. Do, I, I want to see him with the X Men, but the problem yeah. is I'm not a huge fan of the the X Men. Like I thought, Days of Future Past was pretty cool. I liked that quite a bit, uh, but Apocalypse just I had no interest. And then reading reviews, it's just I, I don't know, man. I, I don't want him solo. I want to see him interact with the other characters. That's part of yeah. what makes him so enjoyable. So. Uh, here's my proposal: is introduce him in a, in Deadpool two or or like work him into Deadpool somehow because I I I knowing now my experience with Gambit is uh, the cartoon yeah um, and Deadpool I don't think Deadpool was a thing back then or at least he wasn't in the cartoon from what I remember um, I want to say like, he shows up in the cartoon eventually but. Um, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Yeah. But like, like, I feel like that interact, like that, knowing that Gambit, the character from that cartoon, like, I feel like that would be some cool interaction to have. And like, there's another way to keep your budget low. I mean, I know they're going to have a huge budget for Deadpool too, but like to save money or, or to get, you know, bang for your buck. Like you could totally introduce Gambit into that movie. Um, I pretty God they bring Colossus back. Cause that's been the best use of Colossus we've seen. I still have not seen Deadpool. I still have not seen it, man. I, it takes a lot for me to get out of my house and go to the movies. Um, like it pretty much has to have an Avenger or like a Hobbit or like a Jedi in it. And then I'll go. Um, so I, I didn't go see it. I've never been a huge fan of Deadpool. Like I don't dislike the character, but I've never been like really into it. 
Um, so it's one of those that I, I just always thought I'll catch it when they add it to like Netflix or it's on HBO or something. I'll, I'll tell you, it's uh, so far my favorite movie of 2016. See, now, I haven't I've seen... heard that. Like my, a good friend of mine was just in town visiting and he was like, you, you saw Deadpool, right? I'm like, no, he's like, oh, it's so good. You have to see it. It's so good. It's um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no, really no words. Like it is just, I mean, I guess like it, it's, it's kind of playing on like the typical superhero movie, but like, that's the point of Deadpool. Yeah. Like that's the point they're making is like, Oh, let's just make fun of the superhero genre. It's kind of like a scary movie type of <laughs> movie. Like it's, it's making fun of the superhero movie and, and it does a really good job of it. Yeah. And I, I know uh, I'll catch it eventually and I'm certain I will enjoy it. It's just, it's, it's like podcast, man. It's, it's on my list. I'll get it done. Eventually. I just couldn't even tell you when, <laughs> I I'll tell you, the moment it drops on Netflix or, or something, you need to take that hour and a half. Oh, I'm sure like I will. They 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 do a good job of keeping it tight, and it's it's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Um, all right, it is getting late, uh, yes. and uh, we we should end this. It's been uh, you know the third time seemingly has finally been the charm for us. Fingers tightly crossed. Fingers <laughs> yes. tightly crossed. Yes. Uh, I thank you again for you. You are now uh, the first guest to be a three time returning <laughs> guest. But but people only get to hear you once. Yeah, I just. So, yeah, that that is man. I, I really I'm either like I'm either bad luck or like some kind of good luck charm because this is the episode that needed to be the episode, not the other two. I don't know, man. Well, you know what? If if anything, like like I said last time, and I think that this part of it got lost. Like both episodes, the first episode we recorded, and and now most of the second episode we recorded, like they are just moments in time, yeah. and like it's nice. Like they are moments in time. It sucks that it was a waste of time, I guess. But like it was cool to like now like they're they're for us. Like there are conversations we had. Sure, man. And and it helps build, you know this relationship this friendship that we have going now because like it's like i don't know i i've really enjoyed the fact that a you more than willing to have to say yes i'll come back a second time yes i'll come back a third time uh and like i don't know i just i i guess professionally i really appreciate it and personally it's just like really cool like that i can sit down and say you know what officially i can call jason a friend like it's just oh hell yeah man for sure it's 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 so cool that uh, i like to talk about stuff i like to talk about nerdy shit i like to talk about myself so you don't (laughs) have to twist my arm real hard to make me sit down and talk about myself and comic books and star wars for an hour it's it's really not that difficult to do so I'm, i'm happy to do it man and the last thing that that I'm gonna show before we I let you go is uh, your Patreon page. No, uh, the <laughs> one thing that got lost from our second attempt that was probably my favorite part of it. Yes, yeah, no, uh, and, and Jason can tell you the details about it, but literally, uh, the way he kind of breaks it down is is brilliant. That like what for what he's doing, what he's asking for, for what he's gonna eventually give back, like. It, a dollar a day or a dollar a month helps, which is twelve dollars a year. Twelve dollars uh, a year, bro. <laughs> dollars a year, bro. Uh, like, and that's such like I finally am like in a place where I'm like, all right, I think this is the month that I'm at. I'm gonna pull the trigger because I just <laughs> I finally have like some like uh, spare money coming in, and um, but it's 
Patreon A, for those that don't know, is like an ongoing Kickstarter and it's for creators. And what it does is it allows creators to have another avenue to um, try to cover expenses. Some some people use it to be like, hey, let's, this is going to how I want to make my salary. But usually it's to cover expenses or to help create more content. So it's kind of like an ongoing Kickstarter. Um and it's, you know, a way for the fans to give back to, uh, you know, people like Jason who create uh, epic storytelling in their in, yeah. in his podcast in D&D. So um, and you have uh, like officially hit like kind of a milestone recently. Yes. We, uh, yeah. So if you want to give all the deets, go ahead. Um, what I'll, I'll hide it within a plug for the show so it doesn't seem like I'm just chilling. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, too cool for tabletop. It's my podcast. We do new episodes every Monday. Um, usually that means Sunday night because I'm impatient. Um, so check us out. It's too cool for tabletop.com. If you're lazy, you can go to tcftpodcast.com. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, pretty much all that stuff. You can find us. Um, Go, but do go to our website. I spent a lot of time working on it. There's some cool stuff there. Um, I write blog posts and shit that has fun stuff, yada, yada, yada. But if you listen to the show and you like the show, and trust me, you'll hear me talk about Patreon a lot and all those commercial breaks because I talk about it a lot. But um, donate to us. Things we have right now is on our website, there's a bonus section. That section is password protected. The only people that can get into it are my Patreon subscribers or pledges or patrons, whatever they're called. Um, but you don't have to donate a lot. Like if you donate a dollar a month, which as Kevin so politely de- described, that's $12 a year, bro. <laughs> like that's nothing. <laughs> like that, that's literally nothing. $12 a year, like just, you know, skip McDonald's one day this week and you got <laughs> enough to cover me for the year and I will thank you eternally. But um, you pledge a dollar a month minimum to the show. Um, I will tweet at you and thank you. I'll thank you live on the air. I'll put you on my website in my thank you section. You get access to the bonus section, which has our pilot episode. It's about to have all of our bonus episodes, I think. I'm going to transfer those over there. Um, There's going to be... Um, right now, there's homebrew settings for D&D 5th edition. So if you play D&D, I'm starting to add details of our game world that we're making up. So you can also play your campaigns in that world if you choose to. I've also got um, you know TCFT wallpapers for your phone and your tablet and your computer and more and more and more and more stuff coming. Um, very soon, there's going to be an exclusive spinoff podcast um, that will only be available to Patreon subscribers that's going to be there. Um, so there's a lot of stuff. So when I'm asking you to donate money and pledge money to the show, um, I am really trying to get back. Um, I just got some cool, too cool for tabletop stickers. We're about to do a cool giveaway for a, um, a cool, like D and D based choose your own adventure book that the, our artist put together. We've got a lot of stuff coming. So when I ask you to pledge, it's not so I can go buy another beer. You know, I can buy a six pack for a record. All that money goes right back into the show. And all I'm trying to do is make it better, more entertaining. Um, Normally, and this is kind of crazy, and I just put these numbers together. Normally, once a month, we put, I I create anywhere between three and six hours of content for our podcast. 
In the month of June alone, when it is over, I will have put together almost 18 hours of content in just sure. June. And that was because, for one, my wife is out of town this week, so I was just like, record every day. Um, and uh, I've done more one-shot episodes, yada, yada, yada. I've just, I'm really, really trying to make even that dollar a month valuable to you um, as a listener, as a pledge. Um, and it's, you know, again, it's... I feel like it's shitty and I hate doing it to ask for your money, but I I work 40 hours a week, sometimes 50 hours a week at my regular job. I probably work those same hours at home on this podcast, um, so I want to get paid. But the milestone <laughs> that Kevin was talking about, um, we just hit $100 a month, so that's really awesome. Um, my current pledges are the coolest fucking people in the world, like... Um, I had um, like my first few pledges were were you know people that were regular listeners. I've started to get pledges from people who I don't know. I don't talk to them on Twitter, so that's really flattering. Um, a, a really good friend of mine um, pledged the largest amount that's come into the show so far. And as soon as he did that, one of my old pledges thought he was going to top it, and then upped his pledge amount to beat it. And then shortly after, another guy who pledged already decides to up his too because he just wants us to have more funds. Like, this is amazing, man. I know, Kevin, you'll be able to relate to this, but as someone who is creating this because they love it, not to get rich, not to make money, but just because they like to do it, for someone to appreciate it so much that they're willing to give you their money and then have a little contest to see who can give me the most money, like that blows my <laughs> fucking mind, man. Like that, like melts my heart. Like to get sappy for a minute, like that means so much. Um, so I feel like I went on a tangent there. The important thing is listen to the show, tocoolfortabletop.com, or find us on iTunes or any other podcast place. And that's where I'll stop shilling. And it is, uh, I mean, to to keep this as brief as possible, uh, the most podcasters are are doing what they do purely out of love, passion, and for the fans because typically your most podcasters are not making money off of this. In fact, they're usually losing money. Like for me, I spent easily around twenty five dollars a month to keep. This and all my other kind of online things that I do up and running. So it's not cheap. Like that's th th that's a couple hundred dollars a year that I'm spending to to for a hobby for, yeah. for a hobby at the end of the day. Well, the way I described uh, it is it's like I have a second job that I make twelve hundred dollars yeah. a year at, <laughs> which is not much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, I for me because and that's another thing. Like you said, it is a job like I, there is. So much work uh, involved in doing a podcast. Uh, for you, it's a lot of editing. For me, it's a lot of like selling myself to get people on the show. The, the uh, biggest hurdle for me, because we really don't do a lot of editing. Like uh, We're pretty okay. tight when we record. So I do edit, but it's not a lot. But a lot of it's prepping for the game. Like I have pages and pages of notes that I have to have ready for every time we record. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it really does. It, it takes a lot of time. I mean, I, I work all day, I come home and then I immediately go to work on this podcast, whether it's just scouring Twitter to talk to fans and to, you know, talk to new people, introduce people to the show, working on the website, planning for our game. Like I just am always doing it and I love to do it, but it's, it, it is a lot of work, man. It's a whole lot of work. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, 
And for me, like when we eventually launch our Patreon, which we've been kicking around for years, it, it, it is honestly like I, I'd be happy to just get the bills covered. Like if if I can get that twenty five dollars a month covered, that offers a lot more possibilities for things that I can do, whether it is bonus episodes, whether that's. Um, you know, a new web series that we can invest a little bit of money into or whatever it is, like just getting bills covered so that you're breaking even at that point. That's like a podcaster's dream. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't care who you are, whether you're you're me, Jason Ashley, Kevin Smith, Mark Maron, Mark Maron. Yeah, Mark. You got it. Yeah, Mark Maron. Okay, I was like, is Mark Maron the wrestler? <laughs> I, I, Did I just make somebody up? Yeah, I'm confusing names. Uh, what, whoever you are in the podcasting world, like to get your bills covered is like fantastic. Well, you're ha- it's to have someone that. else pay for your hobby. Like, who yeah. gets to have that other than like little kids? You know, I mean, that's it's yeah. amazing that people do that, man. It's uh, yeah. It really means a lot to me that the people that donate money to us do it. Like, uh, there's a part of me that thinks, like, why? Why do you do this? I would, I, I was producing it without you giving me money already. Why would you do that? But maybe that's but, the the sell the selfish shitty part of me speaking. But I don't know. Well, I, I I can answer like I can answer in two ways. One, as a too cool for tabletop fan, like the fact that there's going to be other podcasts around, like that's a totally why I'm I'm a we found out I'm a podcast fiend yes. like and, and knowing that it's going to be coming from a, a quality source like it's I'm going to like I want to buy in for that like that that totally makes sense for me on the other end as like a fan just of, as a fan of stuff in general like when I see a good kickstarter that speaks to me I'm like oh like this card game is going to be excellent or this product is going to be really cool to have like I I, I have no problem like throwing some money at yeah. it for whatever reason even regardless if i'm getting something back from it and like i again i haven't launched my own patreon yet but i, I do manage another podcast uh that that has a huge you know, i won't say huge but it has it has a big fo- bigger following than me and like their fan base is so wildly supportive and like it's awesome and like so supportive that like i've become like a a a minor kind of character in that podcasting world for that podcast that like they've come and and supported me. Like they easily like quadrupled the the amount of pot downloads that I had from April to May. Oh, wow. Uh, So like it's, it's, I've always been more of a better live performer than I have been a a pre-recorded performer. (laughs) Um, But uh, you know, like this show is finally getting to a point where it's done like typically when I do a show about a TV show, I get really high numbers and downloads and that, and then this is where this show is at finally. And like, that was that, that was before I had Aaron McGathy on the show. Yeah. So like, like the fact that like I'm getting a bunch of, of that podcast and, and whether it's your fans that are coming on the show and finally st- st- uh, like s- staying with my show, like whatever it is, like, I mean, I, it's just i'm like you're grateful for the patreon i'm grateful right now for the listeners like like it's just so cool to see like the lengths they'll go to to like help get more people to come listen to the show yeah wholeheartedly agree with that man wholeheartedly um all right so as you heard uh you can find too cool for tabletop on too cool for tabletop.com 
not going to even give the other web address because that's more complicated. I can't even think of it <laughs> as we're talking. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, TCFTPodcast.com. The only reason that's... I did that is because all of my social media is at TCFTPodcast. Yeah. And it occurred to me that Too Cool for Tabletop might be kind of a lengthy name to type out. So I don't know. I got a free uh, domain name when I signed yeah. up with Squarespace. So I was like, whatever. It's not costing me anything. I'll use it. It totally, you know, from a marketing standpoint, it totally makes sense, especially since it's line, in line with all your social media, yeah. which you can find Jason on uh, Twitter at TCFT Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, can I find can... me on Snapchat now. Now, is it you or do you have Madeline running? It's it? me. I'm using oh, it. I, I'm, I'm using it because I don't have to use it a lot. And mostly it's just me playing with my dog or making stupid faces. <laughs> um, I do have Madeline helping me with Instagram because for some reason I just hate Instagram. Oh, really? I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you a reason why. So Madeline is kind of helping with with some of the social media here and there. But um, it's all too cool for tabletop. So, so check it out. But I mean, there's uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and Tumblr and probably some other ones. I don't think we have a LinkedIn page, which is fine. <laughs> but um, find me and tweet at me because I really like it when people talk to me, and I will tweet yeah. you back. And here lately, my thing has been responding with GIFs. So I'll, not <laughs> GIFs with a T, yeah, but yeah, animated yeah. GIFs, uh, if you will. So tweet at I'm, me uh, and GIF you. To, to, real quick, I'm so anti-group text messaging that I only respond in memes or gifs mm. in group text messaging because I can't stand it. Like, I have a job. I don't know what you people are doing, <laughs> but I'm working during the day. Well, so, gifs are the new emojis. Like, that's that's yeah. how I respond with gifs. So that no emojis, no words, just a gif, and you'll get yeah. one if you tweet me at TCFT Podcast. And uh, you know, just. Uh, I, as a piggyback on all what Jason said, like um, I think one of the most important things you can do is, is um, obviously not everyone has. Yeah. Well, that's the most important <laughs> thing, but if, if not, everyone's there, but you know, what's just as helpful, honestly, as, as pledging to the Patreon is sharing it. Like that's, you don't even have, if you're just sharing the link to the Patreon page, like, and, and saying something about like, Hey, this is a cool podcast that I listen, give it a listen. Here's the Patreon page. I would uh, much rather you just share our website, like Patreon. Yeah. I joke about that, but what you said earlier, man, I would trade, I would trade my, uh, my Patreon earnings back just to have more listeners. So, yeah. um, just spread the word. Even if you don't yeah. like the show, lie and tell everyone it's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. do it for yeah. me. Here's here's what I I like to say is like the that iTunes math is super hard and crazy, but like a five star review, whether you like the show or not, uh, is great. It's helpful. You know, leaving a review, leaving a five star rating, all helps numbers in iTunes world. And like, I, you can. For for this show, I tell people often, just you can say I suck, just leave a five star review. Yeah. When you do it. Five stars. Uh, this was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just basically spread the word of too cool for tabletop. Um, it is uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, I've listened to used to listen to a lot of mainstream podcasts, and I've given a lot up for more indie style podcasts, and. and 
Uh, one of them that is probably, in my opinion, getting more mainstream, uh, is, which is not a, a bad thing at all, uh, is too cool for tabletop. It is definitely, I'd much rather listen to that the day it releases than, uh, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast or even Smodcast, which, I mean, I'm a Kevin Smith fan. So for me to say that oh, wow, is man. huge. Well, so, like, I mean, that's, that's a pretty yeah. good vote of confidence. And that is, I mean, I feel like anyone that's a podcast fan out there, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this garbage, you're going to love Too Cool for Tabletop. Let's be honest <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and while we're talking about this garbage, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Real Awesome Podcast. No, at Real Awesome Pod uh, is our Twitter handle. At Awesome Podcast is our Instagram handle. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave a five-star review while you're doing that make sure you're doing that for too cool for tabletop as well of course uh for everything is awesome i'm kev and have a week that's a kevin smith thing i don't want to steal that i don't know why i'm going don't do it i've been drinking that's why don't Uh, do it (laughs) follow uh it's the end of the show just bye we'll see you next time don't forget to be awesome but not too awesome For this show. Oh, I, I don't know. Just one quick aside. We had tater tots tonight for yeah. t- as part of dinner. So all night I was just saying, hey, Trey, my son's name is Trey. I was like, hey, Trey, are you too cool for tater tots? <laughs> too cool for tater tots. Chris and I uh, joked about starting a spinoff show where we just eat tater tots and talk, and it's called Too Cool for Tater Tots. I, you know what? It, if you guys did more, like, I want a podcast of just you and James shooting the shit. A podcast of just everyone shooting the shit. Like, I think you're, I think you could have a spinoff show that's too cool for Tater Tots. Be the group of the four of you just sitting around talking, and I would love every minute. You'll love our Patreon-exclusive podcast then because it is just us talking about stuff and drinking beer, so you'll dig it. Yeah, I think uh, I I need to uh, hop on the Patreon bad. Twelve dollars a year, bro. Come on, twelve dollars, uh, bro. That's twelve. All right, Jason. Thank you for the show yes, uh, for, for a me. third time, and uh, we'll we'll catch you next time right here only on awesomepodcast.com. Everything is awesome is produced by Crude Humor Studios. For more information about the podcast, please visit us online at awesomepodcast.com. Or if you're interested in advertising on the show, please email us at advertising at crudehumorstudios.com. Stream and download all episodes on iTunes. While you're there, please consider leaving a five-star review. If you're a fan of the show, please let us know by following us on Twitter and Instagram at That Entertains.